Welcome to the Author's Porch, where every good conversation happens. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride from author to author. We want to give you an experience where you learn and enjoy the conversation. Authors tell you about their journey, you learn about new books, and at the end of the day, you go home with a smile on your face because the Author's Porch is a beacon of light bringing you home to the family you never knew you had. We hope that you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Author's Porch, where every great conversation happens. We are blessed and favored to have Rod Gilly here on the show with us tonight. How are you doing, Rod? Oh, pretty good. I am excited to have this conversation. We've had an action-packed week full of authors, and we are ending our Friday night with Rod. I'm going to give you a little bit of an introduction here, and then we're just going to talk it out because we already had an introduction first at the Book Fest when mm-hmm. you, we were talking back and forth on the YouTube there, and then we got to have just a, a short little kind of chat, just me and you on Zoom to get to know each other even more. And we just clicked and I was like, you know what? I think we're kinfolk because my family originated from Kentucky. Well, originated from England and Italy. And then we ended up in Kentucky somewhere and then migrated everywhere else. So um, (laughs) we've already, you know, we're kinfolk, so we're already good to go. But Rod is a writer of horror, thriller, and fantasy um, who has been named as one of Fictionary's Fabulous Five, November 2022, for his contributions in the community. And you're gonna know, you're gonna learn why once you start to get to hear and listen. I'm getting, I'm getting real country now. It's, it's, you know, I get around my Kim folk and I get real country. I can't help it. <laughs> once you start hearing <laughs> Rod talk, you're gonna understand why he was named one of the fabulous five for the contributions in the community because rob is always about giving back to people so welcome rob and welcome for all the things that you do in the community and always reaching out trying to help people it is such an honor to be on your show thank you for having me here today yeah so rod we started talking about um your book at the book fest through youtube you have a couple of books out correct uh actually no um i'm working on a bunch of projects i began my writing career working on a novel and then a novella and a whole bunch of short stories um i have a short story coming out in running wild press anthology seven that's Mm -hmm. due to come out in may next year now and i have published uh the Hero, the Fear, and the Date, my little book. And, I hope you can see it. <laughs> yeah, and I love that title because the hero, the fear, and the date, it's so ominous, right? <laughs> it just makes you go, what is that about? So give us a little inside scoop. But no spoilers because they're going to have to go read it themselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, I created the little book because... I've been learning since day one. And the first thing I learned is the huge amount that I don't know. And uh, that continues to be true. Uh, I'm an expert of nothing. I'm not an expert at all in anything, but I learned quickly and I'm willing to work hard. So I decided I wanted to learn how to self-publish a book. And before I took the chance with my novel, 
I thought maybe I won't be quite that bold. So along came the hero, the fear, and the date. I had a bunch of short stories and submissions, and I picked three of the ones that I really loved, that I really thought were cool. And I went to Kindle Create and went to work and put together a little book. And I'm very happy with how it turned out. It's gotten such a warm reception on Amazon and Goodreads. We got some really great feedback. You won't believe this. I still can't believe it, but <laughs> my writing has been compared to the Twilight Zone Get out. and the X-Files. If I, I write, love those. If I write for the next 20 years, I'm not going to get a better compliment than that. I was so tickled when I read that. Oh, man, that was just so awesome. And that's that's why I write. I mean, I don't care if I make a buck or not. It's nice to make a buck. Everybody likes to. But yeah. when I set out to be a writer, I was like, I love writing stories. And it would just be so awesome if somebody read my story and they liked it. You know? Yeah. So absolutely. already. That just tickles your that just tickles your pink. Now, why this genre? I mean, there's so many genres out there, but why this one in particular? Well, I got to be honest, I'm a huge fan of Stephen King. I, I've, I've enjoyed his movies and his books and just anything to do with him. And I was a writer many, many years ago when I was a teen. And back in those days, it was pen on paper. And I used to write these little short stories and poems. And I just loved it. It was so much fun. Unfortunately, five years of that writing got stolen. And I got disheartened very badly and moved on to other things. So 30 years later, nearly, that I had the good fortune of visiting with a fantastic sci-fi writer named T.S. Hoddle, written some of the best sci-fi I've ever read. And I'm standing there with him just having a nice chat, and I'm holding one of his novels in my hand, and it just hit me. I just remembered how much I love writing a story, you know, and I'm a 100% pantser. So when I sit down to write a story, I'll have a vague idea in my head. Uh, my coffee pot is probably 30 feet from my office. And between <laughs> A and point B, an idea will just pop in my head. And I'll sit down at the computer and, and just, you know, okay, her name is Sarah. She's riding a horse. All right, Sarah, what are you going to do? And then I just follow <laughs> her and type away. And the whole story yeah. just goes that way. And I'm typing as fast as I can, just trying to keep up with the characters and what all is going on in the story. And I freaking love it. It's just so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Now you started your first book, you self-published, but you just got a book accepted in uh, publishing in an anthology. So how was that process? Well, I had the good fortune of meeting a lot of the members of Running Wild Press. And I highly recommend that small press to any writer. They're like a family. And they're so unique mm -hmm. in how they do business. Lisa yeah. Kastner is the founder and the, and the owner of the business. And she's super charming. Uh, she was on episode 16 of my Relax and Chat show. So if you want to check that out, you'll get to know her. She's awesome. I'm going to uh, write that down. Episode had, 16. <laughs> uh -huh. And I had the good fortune when I submitted my short story, The Writer Within. And uh, yeah. I got Ben White as my editor and the man is a genius he's amazing i mean i've told him before he needs a wizard hat 
because <laughs> he's like a wizard. He's amazing. And uh, he worked with me with my little short story and got it just right. And Aww. they accepted it and they're publishing it. And I am so honored to be in their anthology. It's just like such a thrill. So I'm really looking forward to when it comes out. It was set for October and some technical difficulty pushed it to next May. But the, yeah. book, the book has got a bunch of really great authors in it. And it's it's really going to be worth getting. It's going to be exciting. That's super cool. Now, you talked about you have your own show. What made you start a podcast to interview other authors? I, this is going to be interesting because I know why I started mine. I want to know why you started yours. Well, uh, it was a little bit selfish, actually. And I'm not usually a selfish guy. But I was sitting and thinking one day, okay, I'm writing this novel. And this is quite a job. And, and it, you know, it may be that no one ever looks at it. And I got to thinking about that. And I thought, well, Stephen King could write blah, 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 <laughs> for 300 pages. And it would be a bestseller. Yeah. Why can't, why can't I do that? Because I'm Rob Gilly sitting all alone at my desk and I don't know anybody. So that's <laughs> when I realized I had to get out there. So I started yeah. studying everything I could, articles, blogs, videos. And it was across the board. It was said, if you want any kind of success, you want to make a buck or you want your name to be known, you want your little book to be successful, you got to put yourself out there. Yeah. So I started my uh, YouTube channel and I started out pretty simply with some book reviews and short story reviews, things like that. And as I grew in it, I, I started uh, with the idea of relaxing chat, interviewing other writers and providing them with a really comfortable, relaxed way to introduce themselves to the audience. And one of the things I've made a cornerstone of it is you could be Stephen King. He's still welcome on the show. But if you're in the right. process of writing your first short story, you're welcome on my show. You're a writer. Yeah. And that's all the criteria is. Uh, I don't discriminate in any way. I don't care how famous you are, how much money you have. Black, white, yellow, purple doesn't matter. And your bedroom is private. It's none of my business. So none of that plays into it. If you've yeah. written a story and you cared enough to really try to write it well, you're a writer and you're a welcome on Relax and Chat. So that's a cornerstone of the show. So out of 53 videos, 18 are episodes of Relax and Chat. And I've had the amazing good fortune of some incredibly awesome guests. Uh, the very first episode of Relax and Chat is excluded from that. Because the very first episode of Relax and Chat, I interviewed myself. <laughs> I had a beard and all of that. So for that yeah. part, the interviewer, I'm sitting there with a beard. But for the guest part, I had shaved. So I'm all clean shaven being the guest. And it goes back and forth. Because at the time, the two authors that were willing to do my show didn't have the time. And I was too impatient to wait. So I interviewed oh. myself. <laughs> but I watched a little bit of that. I watched a little <laughs> bit of that. I, I was busy at the time, so I couldn't watch all of it. But I told myself, but I put a check mark in this. You've got to come back and see this because this is epic. It's absolutely <laughs> epic. I loved it. <laughs> it. It was probably a little silly, but I'm pretty well known to be very impatient. And I just wanted to get relaxing chat going. Then yeah. I had a great good fortune. Oh, my. I can't believe so quickly. Episode two of relaxing chat. Kimberly Sheed, the author of The Voyeur, an English writer, and she lives in London, and she is the most charming and wonderful lady you'll ever meet. She is brilliant. She wrote a fantastic novel in The Voyeur, 
And she's written, I think it's four more books in the series. And she's mm -hmm. absolutely incredible. And I had the amazing blessing. She was my first real guest, you know, after me. <laughs> and that just set the show off. And, and people really like the show. And I've gotten so much good feedback on it. And I really can't take any credit for it. It's entirely because the guests have been so amazing, you know, and, and I just try my best not to mess it up. I don't do live shows. You may have already caught on to this. I can be kind of chatty. So I go back and edit me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and that's okay. I think that there's, there's some shows that are live and they're good that way. And some shows that aren't live and they're better because of some of the cutout, because sometimes the audience, there's things that the audience is like, okay, are we going to get to anything else? And they don't want certain parts of the show in there. And that is the beauty of what you do is you listen to what the audience is. And what I do is kind of like the, the easy route out. I'm like, <laughs> let me do it live so I don't have to go back and check it later because I just, I just can't. But you know, we, once again, that whole kinship that we have. I started this my show for the same exact reason because I was sitting here alone in 2018 writing a book, not knowing what I was doing. I learned how to even do what I was doing because I listened to a podcast and uh, there was authors talking about how to self-publish and how to write your book and the steps to do it and all the other stuff. And then I said, well, now I don't have any author friends. I don't, I need to know, I need to learn about this. I need to make a tribe. And, and I remembered, well, every great conversation I ever had growing up always happened on my grandma's front porch. And I that's where the author's porch was born. So we're very much alike. And I love that you created a space for people because there's so much need for this in the author world, so much need for the conversations because we're a lot of us are introverted extroverts mm -hmm. or extroverted introverts, whichever way <laughs> you want to see it. And it's such an isolated love that we have for literature. So it's great that you do that. And you have a great show. You have a phenomenal show with so many views. I just, I look at it and I'm like, how do I get those views that Rod has? But you also have a great following on Twitter too. And again, I don't think it has much to do with me, obviously. It's, it's the guests I have. I just have such yeah. wonderful guests on the show. It, that's really the whole key. Uh, I think one thing that really makes it worthwhile on the really large shows, the really famous people, if you're not Stephen King, you ain't getting on there. Uh -huh. By some miracle, my show becomes one of those really large shows. And it'll still be true. If you're writing your first short story, you're welcome on Relax and Chat. That will never change. Mm -hmm. It is a place for writers. And writers come in all shapes, sizes, and levels of experience and income. And I think all should be welcome. And I don't, I don't block anybody. I don't, I don't censor in any way. You know, every writer has any interest at all in getting out there. And it's hard to get in front of a camera, uh, especially with yeah. me. I'm not a very, very pretty guy with these scars and stuff. And uh, <laughs> I had to, I had to realize that, hey, if I hide in my office, what's yeah. the next? You know. So my show will always welcome every writer, anybody that wants to come on the show, as long as they take the craft seriously. You know, I yeah. was on a, uh, a writing site one time that I won't name, 
but it was just swamped with people writing porn or doing advertisements for medications. No, I won't have that on my show. Uh, mm -hmm. I won't have, you know, really bad language or disrespectful stuff, you know. Somebody gets on there and starts picking on somebody else, and that's it. The show's done. You know, I won't allow Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I have found the writing community to be so welcoming to me and so kind. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to do my best to keep it that way. And yeah. if someone who wants to be unfriendly, they can go do that somewhere else. Yeah. And I like that you brought up, you said, you said, I'm not pretty with these scars on my face. And I think that that is definitely a perception that a lot of people have that you have to look a certain way or be a certain way. And I myself had it. If you look at the beginning of when I started this journey, I had my hair done and I had all this makeup on and I dressed a certain way and sat a certain way. And I was very stiff and you can hear my talking and how I was. And I don't think that I came in the beginning as my authentic self as I felt that I had to be a certain way or people would not watch the show. And you'll see how I evolved into myself, my perfectly authentic self, because I was no longer afraid to be me. I've never been the person who wore makeup or did fancy hairstyles. I was just a down-home girl that threw on a t-shirt and a pair of jeans and tennis shoes, went outside. I grew up in a small town in Missouri and I played outside made mud pies you know and and, then, and that was in the that was in the summers and in the winter I went up to um no that was in the winter and in the summers I went up to Indianapolis to stay with my mom and ran the streets of the city I mean so I think that it's really important especially as authors that we understand that show up as your authentic self and that is how you sell your book that's how you write your book as well and it's it's beautiful and i think that's what you bring to the author world the literary world is your authenticity and that's the beautiful part that i connected with and i think that that's what everyone's going to connect with with you and i think that's why they like your show so much oh well i i, I hope i do a good job on my show but I still believe it's the guests. Wow, they're awesome. <laughs> um, as far as the authenticity, I'm sorry, Kentucky boy, can't say every word. But, uh, <laughs> but um, I got to be honest, that's just my laziness. My wife will tell you I'm pretty lazy. She'll also tell you that I'm a 200-pound five-year-old, and she's probably right. But <laughs> as far as the authenticity goes, it's really this. All in a nutshell, in my personal life, in every aspect of my life, I believe in honesty above all. And yeah. the simple fact is, if I tell you a lie, I'm going to have to tell you another lie to kind of support that lie, and then another lie, and then someone two days from now is going to ask me something. I've got to remember all those lies and come up with another lie. And sooner or later, I'm going to get caught in those lies, and my credibility is going to go in the tank. Or I can just mm -hmm. tell you the truth right from the start. A lot easier. So, right. <laughs> so that's me. I just right. putting the cards on the table, sharing how I feel. Some may really like that. Some may not. Uh, I'm pretty, yeah. pretty firm in my beliefs. And, uh, you know, of course, you can't please everybody, you know, but I do believe in just being you. I'll bet you if you take one of your early videos you were talking about and play it side by side with this video, I guarantee you'll like this one better because you're awesome. Oh, yeah. You're really well, fun you. to talk to, and you're very friendly, 
and fun and you just make this very i was nervous coming on here now i'm feeling smooth and that's because of you <laughs> you sure you didn't drink some whiskey before you got on here <laughs> so do you think that um the way you are and how you are true to yourself do you think that that is how you portray your characters as well in your book do you think your characters are a portrayal of your inner I believe, and again, I'm not an expert on anything. You'll have to ask Stephen King for the expert stuff. Yeah. But I believe in any story, and I write entirely fiction, mm -hmm. and in any story, there's got to be a little element of truth. There's got to mm -hmm. be a little touch of real life in there so that we can relate to it and we can connect to it. Yeah. Uh, in one of the stories in The Hero and the Fear and the Date, uh, a fellow is terrified of the dark. This guy's in his 30s, and he's as terrified as a four-year-old would be. He's very afraid of the dark. He has something called nyctophobia. Mm -hmm. And later in the story, he finds out that he's going blind. And that's kind of the premise of the story. Mm -hmm. And it makes for a good story, but it is something real. As a matter of fact, the condition that he has that is causing him to go blind, I had a minor version of that condition myself. So that's mm. where it came from in the story. It's based in some reality. Yeah. And I think if you put a little touch of reality in your story, and then it's equally important to have emotion in your story. If you don't have some kind of emotion, you got to have laughter, tears, fear, or, you know, something that moves the reader. If you don't have that, then you're reading a textbook and it's very boring, you know? Yeah. So I believe those are very important things to have. So you got to put some what you call authenticity into your story. It's it's just like your life. It's going to be so bland without it. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I was just sitting here just thinking of the thought of, oh my gosh. So I had um, narrow angle glaucoma, which could have made me go blind. And they, um, they drilled holes in my eyes. So they have to, every year they have to look at them. And if I ever feel pressure in my eyes, I'm supposed to go to the emergency room right away. But the thought, because I'm 45 and I'm scared of the dark. So I was just sitting here and I got quiet, real quiet. I was like, oh my gosh, I never thought of the thought of going blind and with your fear of the dark. Well, you're in pure darkness. That just captivated me for a moment. Sorry about that. <laughs> I lost my I lost my thought of I lost my train of thought. I was like, oh my God, no way. Okay. You don't have to apologize. You gave me another reason to bring up my little book. <laughs> <laughs> if you do read that story, you gotta let me know what you thought of it. And you gotta be yeah, honest. Yeah, for sure. You know, you, that... don't like it, you don't like it, but I, I would rather you be honest. You know, yeah, you're a no, very I... person, but honesty's better. <laughs> yeah, all my reviews, a lot of people go, well, you always give five-star reviews. You always give five-star Because if I'm giving a review, it's because if I don't give a review, then it's either I never read it or I gave a private review to the author. Yeah. That's just yeah, me. Uh, I had someone kind of of authority say to me that I should always leave a five-star review. And I said, well, if I do that, it wouldn't be honest. Now, yeah. I will not leave less than a three-star review yeah. for any published work because I have a lot of respect for how hard it is to write a book yeah. and get it published. That takes a lot of effort. And even if it's not so good, that author made the effort and deserves at least enough respect to say, hey, I know you tried, you know, and yeah. three stars have said at least that. It says, I know you really gave it a shot. Absolutely. Two stars and even worse, the 
you hear about people doing one-star reviews. I'll be willing to bet you the people that do those never wrote a book and probably well, never read a book. <laughs> well, I accept all reviews, good and bad, because I, I accept constructive criticism. However, if an author gives me a book to read personally, um, I'm going to give them my honest feedback. If it's not a good review, I'm not going to post it because that's that that's just who I am. I was taught to uh, praise in public and, you know, give constructive criticism in private. That's just personally me. But I I accept all of all the criticism, whether it's good or bad, however they want to give it, um, only because that's the military side of me. I could take it, whatever they want. But I, I agree with you. I think that um, we live in a world where people lash out without thinking about other people's feelings. And I think it would be nicer if they would kind of give a private feedback if it was bad. However, I look at all of it as it teaches me a lesson. So I'm going to take it whatever way they want to give it to me. Say la vie. I've got a lot of things to do. <laughs> but you were, um, you told me before the show started that you had, you had some gifts for our guests or for our guests, for our viewers. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I would like to give some gifts. Uh, you got to have some reason to watch me on here. So I'm going to give away. Yeah. <laughs> of course, <laughs> the first thing that I'm going to give away is this awesome little book. And when I say little, <laughs> it's a little book. I'm not going to lie about that. But it has got really great reviews on Amazon and Goodreads. And, you know, inevitably, I'm going to give one of those one star reviews, but I'll put a spin on it and use it for my marketing. So it'll all be good. <laughs> Absolutely. So what I want to do is on my website, rdgbooks.com, the first page, if you scroll down, it's got a little contact box. If you put in there, I saw you on the author's porch. Give me your name and give me an email address. Uh, and I will go to Amazon and send you a free ebook of The Hero, nice. The Fear, and The Date. Two things you need to know. The first is I don't have a newsletter. You're not going to be signing up for any kind of emails. I'm going to use your email for one purpose only, and that is to send you a copy of the book. The second thing you need to know, and I only recently learned this from a writer friend of mine. Um, when I go to Amazon and I gift your book to your email address, Amazon will say, fine, yay, and send it right there. When you go on to Amazon to get the book, you have to already have or create an Amazon account in order to get that free book. Uh, Amazon's got quite a few rules I don't fully understand, but then again, they're Amazon, and I'm just me. But if you don't mind having an Amazon account, you can get the book for free. This goes out to the first five people that go to that contact uh, little box on my first page of my website, rdgbooks.com. The first five people that do that and tell, tell me that they saw me on the author's porch, those first five people will get a free copy, a free ebook of the little book. And no strings attached, no newsletter, none of that kind of stuff. I, I'm just uh, wanting to share my little book with the people that nice. care enough to take a look at this. So, <laughs> so there's five that. people. That's amazing. Well, I got to buy the books to give them away and I'm, I'm not wealthy. <laughs> not yet. Not, not yet. yet. We're going to, we're going to speak that into the universe. Not yet. It's going to happen. It's all going to come in due time, but it will happen. But after the show, I'll look at my email 
And if need be, I'll look at it the next few days. But the first five people that do that, I will send them immediately a free ebook. And I hope they enjoy the three stories that are in there. Uh, I think they're pretty fun. And, and I really, I hope anybody that picks it up. So far, people have really enjoyed them. Good, they've, they've said they're good stories. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Well, good luck to the first five people because you're going to be in for a treat. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Should I move on to the second little gift? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Well, if you're like me, you absolutely love to read. doesn't matter what genre you enjoy. You love to read. If you're on a show like this, if you're in the audience, you love to read. Have I said that? Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> one of the problems I've had in a bookstore or the library is I'm browsing around, just like when I look at Amazon.com, and I see all these book covers. I have no idea which one's good, which one's bad. I don't know. Well, here's a solution that I think you ought to check out. If you go to YouTube and you go to Sin's Book Nook, that's S-Y-N apostrophe S book nook. I discovered this book reviewer not too long ago and she's so charming and has such an entertaining show, but more importantly, really her reviews are dead on. They are awesome. And they're get this entirely honest. She's not one of those pay for review people that you surely have encountered. She tells it straight just recently, a very famous author, and she was very honest that the book was not very good at all. And uh, she's also praised some awesome books. And she's more than doubled my TBR. I mean, I just I just love. I'll go on there. I'll check it out. Some of her videos, she'll mention like 10 different books. And, oh, I'm like, Amazon, check it out. Check it out. Cool. On my TBR. <laughs> you know, uh, if you get a chance, check out her little show. It's freaking awesome. And I'm not affiliated. I don't get a dime. She doesn't even know I'm doing this. But it's worth it to you as a reader to check out yeah. her little show. It's awesome. <laughs> I'm going to have to check that out. That sounds pretty cool. I love listening to book reviewers. They amaze me. I love the honest ones. I got to be honest. Well, yeah. I've seen a few that you kind of you kind of get the impression pretty strongly that, you know, they've been paid to say this. You know, <laughs> I like the ones that are honest. And, and that's uh, true. You know, I'm kind of big on that. And, uh, you know, if I'm going to spend what few dollars I have, you know, for me, 20 bucks is a little bit of money. And I'm not going to just throw it away on a bad a recommendation, you know. And if you do that yeah. over and over again, <laughs> you know, so I trust her recommendations. She'll tell you about a book and give you her thoughts. And if she convinces you to put it on your TBR, you won't regret it. She's very honest. She really is. Mm. So that's that's a gift. Uh, I hope you consider it a gift to all the audience. I do. <laughs> yes, because everybody's looking for good books. And especially in the indie world, people get, if you read a bad indie book, then you get turned off from reading any other indie books. Yeah. And we don't want people to get turned off from reading bad indie books because mm -hmm. we need good indie books out there. So that is definitely a gift. That kind of leads into the third gift, if I may. Um mm. And what I will say real quick before I get to the gift, uh, independent authors, self-published. I have read some of the best stories I've read. I don't care where it came from, Penguin Random House or otherwise. But sadly, I've seen a pretty high percentage of writers who write these outstanding stories. 
but they don't bother to edit them or, you know, rev you know, clean them up a little, misspelled words, extra words that don't make sense, you know, uh, the cat banana climbed the tree, banana don't belong there. Why is that in the book? <laughs> you know, and, and that's kind of a throw off when you're reading a story and that kind of leans toward the reputation that independent writers have. And it's not fair because they write some fantastic stories. Okay. And uh, so I do recommend, and I've, I've learned it myself. You absolutely have got to have another set of eyes look at your work because I'll go over my manuscript again and again, and I just don't get it. And Ben White actually taught me this uh, from Running Wild Press. <laughs> if I accept that I'm just not that super great and I get someone else to take a look, Ben came back and there was some red ink on that manuscript, but you know what? It was brilliant. He saw things I would have never seen. And you know, most of the time I'll look at someone's opinion. I'll look at what I thought. And instead of picking one, I try to blend them. I try to put together and make them friends. And that's what the final product looks like. And, uh, but you absolutely have to have another set of eyes. In my little journey as a writer, I have met T.L. Humphrey, Trisha Humphrey. And she's an excellent writer. She's got uh, at least six books out on the market. And she is also my editor on my novel. I had nice. the good fortune of meeting her and we talked and we agreed and she was willing to become my editor. And she is amazing. And her website is right on W-R-I-T-E on proofandedit.com. You want to take a look at her website. Uh, I would recommend that to most any writer because she is as skilled as anyone you'll find. She is super duper friendly. She's not only been doing what an editor is supposed to do, and that is saying, hey, Rob, take a look at this from this angle. Have a, have a different look at your, at your manuscript. It's, it, you know, it ain't nothing wrong with it, but let's make it better which I think an editor should do. An editor doesn't write your book for you. An mm -hmm. editor helps you improve your book. She yeah. does that in spades. Well, something else that she does. I started my journey as a real writer in September of 2021. I'm pretty new. And there's so mm -hmm. much I don't know. Well, Tricia Humphrey is also a writing coach. So not only mm -hmm. is she helping me sharpen up my manuscript, but she's also teaching me concepts and ideologies that will stay with me my entire writing career and make me a better writer overall. And she nice. does this for less than a third than the highest price I found for one edit. So I asked mm -hmm. a pretty well-known editor, you know, and my book's going to come out about 80,000 words. What would it cost? They came back with two grand for one edit. Yeah. Uh -huh. And it's like what, four different edits that you, typically should get, you know, yeah. and I can't quote a price because that's between the writer and the editor, but yep. Trisha is well below a third of the going rate for an exceptional top-notch editor. And even that's more awesome. important than that, she's like you are, CJ. She's warm and friendly and helpful. She never seems combative. She's, she's very kind. And even when she has to tell you that you're really blowing it, She'll tell you in a, such a way that you don't realize that she's being mean at all. You just feel like you're being taught a wonderful way to do it. You know, <laughs> I have never felt picked on. Not once. That's I good. 
I really need- recommend her as so there's my third gift to the audience. If you're looking for an editor, please take a look at that website. Say hello to Trisha. Let her know I sent you. And I don't think there's any way that any writer that's taking it seriously, no writer would regret at least talking with her. It is yeah. such a pleasure. You might want to try to get her on your show. She's awesome. She really is. I, I might reach out to her. You need people like that in your life. You need people that mm-hmm. are going to guide you to that end result. That is exactly the way you envisioned it. Yeah, yeah. Because you can't do it all yourself. You really, really can't. And, and it, it's a lonely road if you try to, and you won't get the results that you want. So I'm glad that you were able to share all of that with us and uh, five lucky people are going to read your book for free. So that's super exciting for all of them. So that's, that was great. Those are great shares. I do want to reiterate just because this is YouTube, you know, it's all about monetizing your channel and, and making a buck and all of that. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. I like to make money too. And uh, you know, affiliate marketing, I really can't define it, but I know it exists. Uh, I just want to make sure that the audience knows those three gifts are truly intended to be gifts. I don't make a penny off any of it. Uh, nobody's paying me to say anything. I wouldn't come on here and say it if it was if it was for that. I just I don't believe in doing that. I'll do a TV commercial on my own channel if I'm pitching a product. <laughs> You know. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely understand that. Well, thanks for thanks for sharing all that. Thanks for sharing your writing journey because it's been a true blessing to have you come and talk with us tonight, Rob. And I know that when your anthology comes out as well as all the future novels, it's gonna be something that people are going to enjoy for many, many years to come. The five people that get to read your book for free. Make sure you guys leave a review because that is the author mojo that we just wait to hear from you guys and go check out relax and chat we're going to get the uh, youtube link here we already have the link to his website put here in the comments so you can check that out and for everybody that's going to go and um go and listen to the podcast next week when we have it up on our podcast it's rdgbooks.com go and check out rob and his books and his journey as well you can check him out over on twitter which he's very active over at and it's b-r-a-t-r-o-d-6-4 you can go check rod out over there rod thanks for being here on the show with us tonight and um i'll see you over on relax chat soon as soon as we yeah. narrow down a date and then we'll go and hang out over there how about that oh that'd be wonderful and again i am so honored that you would have you know let's be honest i'm pretty much a nobody and you let me come on your show. Thank you so much. I really hey, we're, we're kin. We're kin folk, man. Of course, <laughs> you're going to come on the show. We're, we're family now. So, you know, we're going to chat more often. But thanks again, <laughs> everybody. Have a great Friday night. We'll see you tomorrow over here on the Author's Porch. And uh, be safe out there. Bye, everybody. Bye, Rod. Bye-bye. <laughs>